Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We are in a season that is known as Advent, traditionally a time when Christians looked forward with anticipation for Christmas. At that time when we look forward to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to be reading through a book written by Christopher Ash called Repeat the Sounding Joy, which is actually a reflection or a devotional reflection taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1 and 2. As together, we look forward to the Lord's coming. Thank you and welcome. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time for the baby to be born, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. The Shadow of the Cross, Chapter 14 Few things have caught our collective imagination more vividly than these traditional words. There was no room for them in the inn. Creed scenes all over the world show the infant Jesus lying in a manger under the rough roof of a stable with farm animals in attendance in the background and in the background we might imagine a choir of small children singing away in a manger no crib for a bed the little lord jesus lay down with his sweet head the stars in the sky in the night sky looked down where he lay the little lord jesus asleep on the hay the cattle allowing but while it all seems very sweet, there is a problem with the facts, with the reason behind them, and with why they matter. So far as the facts are concerned, and one feels like a party pooper in saying this, the word traditionally translated in more likely means something like guest room, as the NIV now translates it. And while the manger really does mean an animal's feeding trough, there is no evidence that animals were present at Jesus' birth. They may have been or they may have been not. But there is something so simple about Luke's description. Mary's time came, she gave birth. And what pain and courage are represented in those three words. And she wrapped her son in swaddling clothes and placed him in an animal's feeding trough. Although our crib scenes add imaginative details, the picture of a scene of simplicity and poverty is right. But what does it mean to say that there was no guest room available for them? After all, 
in most half-decent societies, all sorts of people would make space for a pregnant woman about to give birth. So why didn't these people? Why in Bethlehem did no one take pity on Mary so that she might give birth with some privacy and safety? We don't know. Maybe the people in Bethlehem were deeply and universally uncaring and heartless crowd. That's possible. Or perhaps more likely, it might be that some word of the unusual circumstances of the pregnancy had gone around. They whisper that this young pregnant woman had got into that condition before marriage to her respectable fiancé, um, Joseph. Maybe this is why Mary was, rather literally, frozen out of Bethlehem's society. Certainly, three decades or so later, in Jesus' adult life, people still made pointed comments hitting, hinting at his scandalous origins. We are not illegitimate children. They protested to Jesus, John chapter 8, verse 41, with perhaps a smear and the unspoken words, not like you. The virgin conception of Jesus is a wonderful thing, but for Mary just then, and for Mary and Jesus thereafter, it was more likely to be understood as a scandal. Whatever the reason, and we cannot know for sure, we should meditate on the significance of what happened. Right at the beginning of Jesus' life on earth, from the moment of his birth, the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. Nowhere decent and comfortable at least. Luke chapter 9 verse 58. From his first breath, with only an animal's feeding trough for a bed, to his last breath, naked and disgraced, in agony on a Roman cross, the Son of God knew what it was to become very, very poor. And why? So that we, through his poverty, might become rich. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. The Lord Jesus was poor for us, marginalized for us, excluded for us, frozen out of polite society for us. And by his obedient, costly life and his obedient, sin-bearing death, we are made unimaginably rich. And yet he calls us to take up our cross daily. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. We ought not, we must not, contrive a life that is more comfortable than our Saviour's, even at, Christ, at Christmas time. So what would it look like for you to take up your cross today? Perhaps you will invite a neighbour to a Christmas service, knowing you risk their painful rejection, or, or you will avoid excess at a Christmas party, even though others laugh at you. Or you will speak of Jesus with unbelieving family members, even though you know it will be awkward. When you experience just a little painful exclusion, take heart as you remember that this was the experience of Jesus from the first seconds of his life on earth. Sing. Thou who was rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake, becamest poor, 
Thrones for a manger did surrender. Sapphire paved courts for a stable floor. Thou who was rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake became poor. Thou who art God beyond all praising, all for love's sake became man. Stooping so low, but sinners raising, heavenwards by thine eternal plan. Thou who art God beyond all praising, all for love's sake becomest man. Frank Horton 1894-1972 Let us pray together. God our Father, whose Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, began his life on earth in a wooden feeding trough and ended, and ended it on a Roman cross. We thank you for this immeasurable love towards us in becoming so poor that we might be made rich. We praise you for the forgiveness of our sins, for sure and certain hope of glory, for the assurance of your unfailing love towards us day by day in Jesus. And we ask that you will give us grace not to be surprised when we are marginalized for his sake and, for, and to have courageous faith to walk in his footsteps. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you for listening to Grace Point Church podcast today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue in this Christmas series of devotions and as we continue to long for our Lord's return. Even so, come Lord Jesus.